Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. So good to be back online as we meditate on the word and study and sharpen ourselves. Hallelujah. Let's worship him who is worthy. Glory, glory, glory. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Risen Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. We lift up your name. We lift up your name. Hallelujah. Worthy, worthy, worthy. We give you thanks. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus. He is Lord. He is Lord. He has risen from the dead. And he is Lord. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. You're my Lord, you're my Lord. You have risen from the dead. And you're my Lord. Yes, my knee shall bow, and my tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Hallelujah. Ashara Sikaramandaria Balasandarabakashana Baladaya. Oh, we give you thanks. Oh, we give you thanks. Oh, we give you thanks. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Halabushere Marakazandari. O Soro Costoro Mosere Maltarabakari Kasala. O Sheremel Melavrentele Bokorosondo. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, Lord. Abariaka sabalala bakaranda, jabarabara bakasakara kasekeredebe, falamandara sebarakalmara kaseante. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Rapazimalita kama. Hallelujah. Samariko sorokotoro sondo. Blessed be your holy name, Moshorokura Barakasire Mende. Worthy, worthy, worthy Lord, Sharamabara Kireboroko Sondoro, Ribabara Zorokolto Mosobreli Baltara Kabarika Salatakashta, Hallelujah Labara Sevarakandara Makati Labokoro Sondo. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, Rokozeka Remeletokora Pakalaki Seretelemende. Bless the Lord, hallelujah, all that's within me, bless his holy name, worship you, 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 Lord, 
Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, Krapazika Rokozeremel Parasalabrandaya. Thank you, Father, thank you, Father, thank you, Father, thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. In the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We open ourselves to you. We trust you. Precious Holy Spirit who is with us and upon us to serve to live and radiate the glory of God upon the earth. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So good to be uh, online again and noticing how things are going on the earth and all of these things that point to the soon coming of our Lord you can see how wars and tensions are mounting getting to an unescapable place praise God and this is the time we should begin to look up for our redemption draws nigh that is the coming of our Lord and the transforming and instant changing of our mortal bodies into the eternal Hallelujah, and everlasting body just like the Lord Jesus, the glorious body. It's going to happen. That redemption of our body is going to take place also. Hallelujah. Let's uh, see a prayer as we proceed. Also one of the prayers that you must be quite uh, maybe familiar with if you have been praying those prayers. Uh, we'll turn into First Thessalonians, the third chapter. Notice there the 12th verse. It says, And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as we have, or rather as we do toward you. To the end, he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. Hallelujah. You can see that these prayers are uh, quite direct about their reference to the coming of the Lord Jesus with all his saints. Praise God. The Bible declares that the saints will be coming with the Lord Jesus in order to receive us back to heaven in the rapture of the church. Praise God, it's going to be awesome, glorious moment. And, uh, you know, the whole Thessalonian 4th chapter has plenty to talk about there. So you can see it is a whole, a complete message he's bringing. To the end that our hearts are established, unblameable. That's the point, that is where he's taking us to. This is the reason for it so that our hearts are unblameable in holiness before God. 
even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God, praise God, praise God. So these are the realities. And so we have to realize that prayers are given to us because that is the unveiling of God's heart. The Bible declares this is the confidence that we have in Him. Let's look at that also. Uh, 1 John, the Bible declares this is the confidence that we have in Him. Let's go there. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. 1 John 5 and verse 14. This is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hear us, notice that whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. Hallelujah. Let's hear um, 1 Thessalonians 3, 12 and 13, first of all in Canada. Namma Pritiu Nimma Kadege Hego Hage Nimma Pritiu Oberindobarigu Elara Meleu Abiruddi Hundi Atyadikavaguante Kartanu Nimage Anugrahisali Namma Kartanada Yesu Kristanutana Ella Parishudarundige Baruaga Nimma Rudayagalanu Drudapadisi Tandeyada Devara Samakshamadali Nivu Parishudaru Nirdoshigalu Agiruvante Madali So you can see here that this is the will of God plainly written there as he's coming to take us home with the saints that have gone ahead of us this is his will that our hearts are established uh, unblameable and in holiness that our love abounds one to another all of these amazing truths there and so according to 1 John 5.14 we get confidence in him hallelujah that if we ask according to his will or his heart, his word here, this is his desire, that he will hear us. And then we know that he has heard us because this is his will. That's what gives us the confidence in him. Hallelujah. We have to have confidence in him that he hears us. And then we have the petitions that we desired of him. Hallelujah. This is a God who hears us if we ask according to the word, according to his heart, unveiled, particularly for the church age. You can see this is Paul writing to the church. And so we can ask like this and we know that he will hear us and we know that we have the petitions. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. It's good to know. Notice in verse 15. The word know is used there. And if we know that he hear us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we desired of him. So you can see that uh, there is a knowing that God heard us and there's a knowing that God has given us the desire, the petition. Hallelujah. And you can know that. How do you know? Well, we asked according to the word of God. We asked according to his heart, his desire. And therefore, we know. Praise God. Let's hear 1 John 5, 14 and 15 also in Canada. Now, Athana Chitta Nusaravagi, Enadaru Bedikondare, Athanu Kedu, Athanemba Baravasavu, Athanali Namaguntu. 
ನಾವು ಏನು ಬೇಡಿಕೊಂಡರೂ ಆತನು ನಮ್ಮ ವಿಜ್ಞಾಪನೆಯನ್ನು ಕೇಳುತ್ತಾನೆಂಬುದು ನಮಗೆ ಗೊತ್ತಾಗಿದ್ದರೆ ನಾವು ಆಶಿಸಿದವುಗಳು ಆತನಿಂದ ನಮಗೆ ದೊರೆತವೆಂಬುದು ನಮಗೆ ತಿಳಿದದೆ so here we can be sure that god hears us and gives us confidence because we are asking according to the will of god which is that our love increase and abound one toward another and toward all even as paul loved the church and loved the people he was ministering to to establish their hearts unblameable in holiness before god even the father <clears throat> there's an interesting aspect to all of this that when the lord comes we we don't want to be found in an embarrassing uh situation we don't want to feel embarrassed you know we will have these emotions and all of these feelings also and uh, we don't want to feel embarrassed at that time it's a very interesting uh thought there in 1 john 2 it tells us in verse 28 and now little children abide in him that when he shall appear we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming hallelujah isn't that interesting that uh this is another thing we have to be bothered about at his coming that we should not be embarrassed or ashamed well hallelujah i don't know about you but uh you know this is what we live for this is our life and this is our plan this is all that we are basically here for and so i don't want to be embarrassed in in these things do you i'll read from the amplified and now little children abide live remain permanently in him so that when he's made visible see when he's made visible where your eyes will see him you and i will see him the church will see him praise god there's a time when uh the whole world will see him and that is later after the seven year uh tribulation while the church is not here the whole world will see him and his feet will physically appear and touch uh the mountain the mount of olives then he is made visible we may have and enjoy perfect confidence boldness assurance notice that and not be ashamed and shrink from him at his coming notice the way it is worded there notice that we are not going to be uh put to shame because we are preparing ourselves amen let's hear uh, that also in canada 1 john 2 ಚಿಕ್ಕ ಮಕ್ಕಳೇ ಆತನು ಪ್ರತ್ಯಕ್ಷನಾಗುವಾಗ ನಾವು ಆತನ ಆಗಮನದಲ್ಲಿ ಆತನ ಮುಂದೆ ನಿಲ್ಲಲು ನಾಚಿಕೆ ಪಡದೆ ಧೈರ್ಯದಿಂದಿರುವಂತೆ ಆತನಲ್ಲಿ ನೆಲೆಗೊಂಡಿರ್ರಿ ಪ್ರೈಸ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಸೊ देयर ಇಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ರಿಯಾಲಿಟಿ देयर ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಆಫ್ ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಬಿ ಎ ಗ್ಲೋರಿಯಸ್ ಟೇಕ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಸ್ ವಿ ಲೀವ್ ದ ಪ್ಲಾನೆಟ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಜಾಯಿನ್ ದ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಕ್ಲೌಡ್ಸ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಸೈಂಟ್ಸ್ ಬಟ್ ಅಟ್ ದ ಸೇಮ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಬಿ ಲೈಕ್ ವೋ that's it it's all over and uh looks like you will suddenly remember uh what you have done and how you have lived probably i i've heard testimonies of people who said that before they died they suddenly you know all their life flashed before them 
they remembered all kinds of things, you know, from past, and everything just came so clearly before their eyes. So there is, um, you know, a serious possibility because it's written in the Word of God that it's possible to become uh, embarrassed, to shrink from, to be ashamed of, you know, in the midst of all of this glorious appearing of the Lord Jesus. We need to be able to not have any uh, shame <laughs> when he comes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So that is why while we are still here in these natural bodies, these mortal bodies, we want to make sure that that day is a truly glorious day without any hint of shame, that we will be bold and confident. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Thank you, Father. It's a thought. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. So towards that, we are praying the prayers that we are seeing for the new covenant, uh, for the church people, that our hearts are established, unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. Can you see that? The relevance of this prayer, therefore, is so that we will not be uh, embarrassed that we will be ready and prepared. Uh, the previous verse, 1 Thessalonians 3.12, make you, may the Lord make you to increase and abound in love, one toward another, toward all men, even as we do toward you. So you, you can see again that we are not independent of one another, that it's a family, and uh, we have to walk in love, and increase in it even as we see the day approaching. Hallelujah. And not reduce it by, and not get, you know, just concerned about ourselves, you know, but to consider the fact that we are going to join the rest of the family uh, that started in heaven and continues on the earth. And our Father is the Father of that family. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we don't want to be put to shame. And uh, this is real. This is written by uh, Paul, I mean, and John here. So we need to be careful that these things are true. Glory to God. Observe here also uh, in Ephesians 3, which we had read last week, verse 14, seeing the greatness of his plan. I'm reading from the Amplified. By which you are built together in Christ, I bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is that prayer in Ephesians that you're also familiar with, that uh, Paul said, I bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, seeing the greatness of the plan. It's a great plan by the Father and the Lord Jesus, the mighty Holy Spirit. There's a great plan for us. Amen. We did not plan this. He planned it before we ever knew anything before time began hmm. so he bowed his knees before the father of our Lord Jesus Christ and 15 continues for whom every family in heaven and on earth is named praise God that father from whom all fatherhood takes its title and derives its name hmm. 
Praise God. So we're going to the family and the father. We are not just uh, thinking about ourselves. We are going to the father. Hallelujah. Let's hear 14 and 15 also in Canada out of Ephesians 3. Praise God. It's that father that we're going to. The father from whom all fatherhood derives its title and obtains its name. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We worship you. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. It's so powerful to think that you are part of the family of God and we have our Father whom the Lord Jesus gave to us and said, this is how to pray as he spoke to them at that season when he was on the earth. He said, pray like this, our Father. So our Father is the Lord Jesus' Father. Hallelujah. And that makes him our eldest brother. And every other blood-bought, redeemed one is our brother. And we are all part of a family here. And that's the truth. So there are things on the earth that obscure it, that don't help us to see clearly, that hinder us from seeing that reality. But when he comes with the saints who are our brothers, when the eldest brother, the Lord Jesus, comes to take his family home, that's when it will become clear, oops, it's a family. Whoa, look at all of them. I'm going to join them from all ages. <laughs> Woo, it looks like scales may just fall off our eyes at that point when we see the reality of the family. And that's when there's a possibility of being embarrassed and shrinking back in shame that we only thought about ourselves and our little lives and we didn't see the connection with the family and there could be embarrassment at that point hallelujah in the Hebrews the second chapter it says in verse 9 but we are able to see Jesus who was ranked lower than the angels for a while crowned with glory and honor because of his having suffered death in order that by the grace, unmerited favor of God to us sinners, he might experience death for every individual person. You can see I'm reading from the Amplified that he was thinking about us, not about himself, when he experienced and suffered death. Notice, for it was an act worthy of God, verse 10, and fitting to the divine nature that he for whose sake and by whom are all things or all things have the existence in bringing many sons into glory. So it was for bringing many sons into glory. He should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect. Then he continues, should bring to maturity the human experience necessary to be perfectly equipped for his office as high priest through suffering. For both he, Levin continues, who sanctifies, makes men holy, or making men holy, and those who are sanctified all have one father. For this reason, he is not ashamed 
to call them brethren. Hallelujah. He's not ashamed to call us brethren because he and us come from the same life material from the Father. Hallelujah. He proceeded from the Father. He came from the Father, from the bosom of the Father. And we are brothers and we came from there. Hallelujah. Born from above. And uh, he's not ashamed because you chose to believe him. Verse 12. For he says, I will declare your, the Father's name to my brethren. In the midst of the worshiping congregation, I will sing hymns of praise to you. And again he says, my trust and assured reliance and confidence or confident hope shall be fixed in him. And yet again, here I am, I and the children whom God has given me. Quoting out of Isaiah chapter 8. Praise God. Since therefore these his children share in flesh and blood, in the physical nature of human beings, he himself in a similar manner partook of the same nature that by going through death he might bring to naught and make of no effect him who had the power of death that is the devil hallelujah and you can see that all of this was to make sure that we not angels we we are seemingly so earthbound natural uh, maybe insignificant Nobodies would actually become truly his brothers and sons of God. All of this was for us because he saw us as the family. Glory to God. And we need to begin to appreciate it even more because he's coming soon. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can read um, the maybe 10 through to 14 in Canada also out of Hebrews 2. Samastavu Yavatani Goskaravu Yavatan in the Luntaito Atanu Bahumandi Putraranu Prabhavake Serisuvali Avara Rakshana Nayakan and Nubadegala Mulaka Siddhige Taruvadu Atanige Yuktavagitu Yakandare Pavitra Maduvatanu Pavitra Radavarellaru Ubatanige Sambanda Patavaragidare E. Karanadinda Atanu Avaranu Sahodara Rendu Karevadake Nachike Padade Nina Namavanu Nana Sahodara Rigetilisuvenu, Sabamadia Dali Ninages Tuti Padagalanu Harduvenu Yentalu Nanu Athana Mele Baravasa Viduvenu Yentalu Tirigi, Igo, Nanu Devaru Nanage Dayapali Siruva Makalu Yentalu Hirutane Idalade Makalu Raktamam Sagadali, Palugara Rada Darinda Athanu Saha Avarante Adanu, Tana Maranadindale Maranadi Karianu Andere Saitana Nanu Nasha Maduvadaku Glory to God. Very interesting. You can see that he came for his family. He came because we are his family. He gave his life for us because we are his family. We ought to be with him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Very powerful things. You know, and um, I feel we should continue like this a little more because uh, the days are numbered. We are going to be seeing him very soon and we must appreciate this more and more. There is something on the earth, there is a system on the earth that hinders you from understanding it that uh, is also in our lower fleshly nature that of just thinking about oneself and not seeing the greater picture 
which has to be unveiled to us through the word of God and through prayer that we are actually going home to the father to the family we're going to be uh, joined with a family which began in heaven and continues on the earth and may we receive more revelation may we understand it more so that we are not embarrassed at the coming of the Lord hallelujah which is going to happen very soon continuing in uh, 1 John 2 verse 15 it says do not love or cherish the world and uh, people may wonder about that now and then do not love or cherish the world or the things that are in the world if anyone loves the world love for the father is not in him that's very clearly written very plainly written that if you love the world you know the love of the father is not in you and so you begin to wonder what's it that he's talking about what is it that we should not love that is of the world verse 16 makes it clear for all that is in the world notice how plainly it's written the lust of the flesh craving for sensual gratification the lust of the eyes greedy longings of the mind the pride of life the assurance in one's own resources or in the stability of earthly things these do not come from the father but are from the world the stability and the you know pride that whatever you have will sustain you the greedy longings of the mind fleshly cravings hmm, interesting and the world passes away or passes away verse 17 and disappears and with it the forbidden cravings passionate desires the lust of it but he who does the will of god and carries out his purposes in his life abides remains forever very interesting verse 18 tells us the context boys lads it is the last time our the end of this age this age is coming to an end as you have heard the antichrist he who will oppose christ in the guise of christ is coming even now many antichrists have risen notice he's talking about the end times so these are the realities that our life must take hold of and appreciate and um, begin to come in line with it because this is the truth hallelujah thank you jesus whatever the senses are telling us that does not have to be uh, believed you don't have to accept everything that your senses are telling you you can trust the word of god that is the truth that is the reality that god is the creator god and the father of the believer and he's coming to take us home and he wants to give us blessing he wants to give us honor that will endure forever hallelujah eternal realms glory to god let's hear 1 john 2:15 to uh, 18 also in canada ಲೋಕವನ್ನಾಗಲಿ ಲೋಕದಲ್ಲಿರುವವುಗಳ ಅನ್ನಾಗಲಿ ಪ್ರೀತಿಸಬೇಡಿರಿ ಯಾವನಾದರೂ ಲೋಕವನ್ನು ಪ್ರೀತಿಸಿದರೆ ತಂದೆಯ ಪ್ರೀತಿಯು ಅವನಲ್ಲಿಲ್ಲ 
ಲೋಕದಲ್ಲಿರುವವುಗಳೆಲ್ಲವೂ ಅಂದರೆ ಶರೀರದಾಶೆ ಕಣ್ಣಿನಾಶೆ ಜೀವನದ ಗರ್ವ ಇವು ತಂದೆಗೆ ಸಂಬಂಧಪಟ್ಟವುಗಳಲ್ಲ ಲೋಕಕ್ಕೆ ಸಂಬಂಧಪಟ್ಟವುಗಳಾಗಿವೆ ಲೋಕವು ಅದರ ಆಶೆಯೂ ಗತಿಸಿ ಹೋಗುತ್ತವೆ ಆದರೆ ದೇವರ ಚಿತ್ತವನ್ನು ನೆರವೇರಿಸುವವನು ಎಂದೆಂದಿಗೂ ಇರುವನು ಚಿಕ್ಕ ಮಕ್ಕಳೇ ಇದು ಕಡೆ ಗಳಿಗೆಯಾಗಿದೆ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತ ವಿರೋಧಿಯು ಬರುತ್ತಾನೆಂದು ನೀವು ಕೇಳಿದ ಪ್ರಕಾರ ಈಗಲೂ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತ ವಿರೋಧಿಗಳು ಬಹುಮಂದಿ ಇದ್ದಾರೆ ಇದರಿಂದ ಇದು ಕಡೆ ಗಳಿಗೆಯಾಗಿದೆ ಎಂದು ನಾವು ತಿಳಿದುಕೊಳ್ಳುತ್ತೇವೆ and the father is the one who thought about it who planned for us who loved us cared for us more than any natural father and he is in the spirit realm and therefore we have to begin to understand that the truth in the spirit realm is the final truth and that's the word of god given to us in the bible this is the truth corinthians first the corinthians chapter 4 tells us that we are basically stewards or uh, people waiting on God's instruction. And verse 2 says, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. That's all that is expected from us, that we are faithful. That's why at the end of it all, he says, good and faithful servant. Praise God. We are supposed to remember that we are simply stewards who are taking care of what belongs to him actually life breath and all things everything was given to us as sons yes but also as stewards to take care of and be faithful amen to be found faithful verse 3 continues but with me it is a very small thing that i should be judged of you or of man's judgment I judge not mine own self. In other words, Paul was being judged and being put through a, a magnifying glass and they were examining his life and they were coming up with conclusions about him. That he was like this and he was like that and that he was walking in the flesh, that he was not really spiritual, etc., etc. <laughs> But he said it's a small thing that I should be judged of you. or be judged in man's judgment in other words he's saying i'm looking forward to being right before god being faithful found faithful by him verse 4 continues for i know nothing of myself or by myself yet am i not hereby justified but he that judgeth me is the lord that's what is important that we are right before god even if we think we're so right what's important is the lord's judgment hallelujah verse 5 continues therefore judge nothing before the time until the lord come the lord is coming praise god there's an importance there of judging ourselves but knowing that his judgment is perfect and that we should be concerned that when he comes we are right with him praise god he's the one that is going to judge therefore judge nothing before the time until the lord come so judgment seems to be connected with his coming also hallelujah not for uh the unbeliever the unbeliever's judgment is uh later on is a very uh fearful fearful 
judgment, the most terrible judgment, uh, condemnation, hellfire, etc. That's not what we are talking about. When the Lord comes, there's a different kind of judgment for us associated with his coming. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. And then shall every man have praise of God. Notice, it's a time of judging for the believer, but it's also a time of praise from God. God will praise you. Hallelujah. God wants to give you true praise. He wants to give you the correct approval because he has checked you properly. And then he, you know, is not uh, accused of giving praise wrongly. Can you see that? Nobody can say, you did not do it properly. I, I, I expect you to do better. Everybody will know that he judged and checked everything properly and when he gave praise it was the correct praise when he gave the honor to the person it was the correct honor because he's a perfect judge are you getting that so even though it's a time of um, <laughs> checking and judging for the believer it's also a time of praising from God for the believer and then shall every man have praise of God do you see that Hallelujah. So, thank God it is clear, it is plain, written there, that it is a time of judgment coming for the believer. When we see him, our judgment will be about that same time. Praise God, around that period of time where we are with the Lord, and he will bring to um, clarity, to light, the hidden things, and make manifest the counsels of the heart. He will check the counsels of the heart. Very interesting there. Purposes of the heart. The advice of our heart. Our will. Not just the quantity of things, but the quality. Praise God. He is looking more for quality. You know, praise God. There's not just mass production like the world. They'll show you a lot of things, but if you start working with it, the quality is not that great. God wants quality also. The counsels of the heart and then shall every man have praise of God hallelujah hidden things notice that things that are hidden concealed what people cannot see hmm. glory to God thank you Jesus things that seem to be uh, hidden very interesting I'd like to hear this uh, in Canada also maybe we can see verse 5 and then uh, hear it in another version. This is uh, 1 Corinthians 4 verse 5. Adadarinda kalakke modalu kartanu baruvatanaka yavadannu kuritu thirpu madabediri atanu kattaleyalliruva gupta karyagalannu belakige taruvanu prudayada yochanegalannu pratyakshapadisuvanu aga pratiyobbanige baratakka hogalikeyu devarinda baruvadu Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm reading from uh, the Weist translation, W-U-E-S-T, which apparently is pronounced Weist. He who puts me on trial is the Lord. Wherefore, stop exercising 
censorious judgment. <laughs> they were censoring him. Censorious judgment with reference to anything before the epochal strategic season. Until that time, whenever the Lord may come, who will both turn the light on hidden things of darkness and bring out into the open the counsels of the heart. Then to each one there shall come his praise from God. Hallelujah. You can see that certain things that are hidden will be brought to light. Amen. And there shall come an appropriate praise from God. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that it's a time of praise also? Ha, ha, ha. Oh, I am. Are you? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So we are waiting actually for praise from God. Actual praise. Proper praise. When we can say, ah, now I can relax in that praise. Other times you're not sure whether the praise is due to you or not. You cannot be sure whether, ah, is this praise really okay? Can I receive it? You have to be careful that you don't receive that praise because you don't know whether it is actual, pure, real praise. Amen? <laughs> whether they're just flattering you or whether you are just thinking of yourself to be so great. You don't know whether it's 100%. So you need someone who can actually rate it properly, check it properly, and then praise you. And guess who it is? The Almighty God Himself, the Lord Jesus Himself, praising you along with your brothers when everything will be put out in the open and you will not be put to shame. Hallelujah. How about that? Glory to God. That's some day coming up, my brother, my sister. That's a day that we need to look forward to. Hallelujah. Praise God. These things are very interesting, exciting, but also sobering. Hallelujah. Notice 1 Corinthians 3, familiar scripture, verse 13. Every man's work shall be made manifest. Every man's work shall be made manifest. Every man's work shall be made manifest. Not just the preacher, every man. Every person's work shall be made manifest. Amen. Business, employment, that which anyone is occupied in, undertaking, any product, whatever, anything, accomplished by hand, industry or mind, act, deed, done, idea of working, etc. Praise God. Notice that every man's work shall be made manifest. Glory to God. Manifest. Yeah, and the word for that is like fanaro. When we were studying in PUC, we did a little bit of botany there. And one of our lecturers, you know, was uh, uh, nicknamed like this because he, <laughs> he used to talk a lot about fanerogams and cryptogams. Those were certain types of um, um, plant stages where plants were showing everything openly and then the others that kept things closed, you know. The phanerogamae and the cryptogamae. The crypto means closing things up. And the phanero showed everything. So some showed the, their eggs and seeds openly, some hid them. Praise God. So the same word, Fanaro, is used here. <laughs> it 
some of these things, when you study them, you don't think you'll ever be bothered about them again, but they come back to you in this kind of way. Amen? So, studying is good. Praise God. It will be made manifest. It will be fanaro. Hallelujah. And we made a song also out of that when we were in PUC in fanaro, in fanaro. <laughs> so... <laughs> A little bit of uh, comedy there, just for fun. But every man's work shall be made manifest or fan or row. It will be opened up. For the day shall declare it. That day is coming. That day, everything will be declared. Because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. So it's not talking about you, but what you were doing. Hallelujah. Notice it's the work, what you have done, the activity, uh, whatever you found yourself doing, it shall be tried. If any man's work abide, which he has built thereupon, he shall receive reward. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank God. There is going to be a scrutiny of what the person has done. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Yet, so as by fire. Amen. In other words, you yourself will be saved, but the works um, will be lost. If those works are not up to the mark, they will be, in quote, burned. And it will be as though you, you lost something, but you yourself, you're saved. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, he's saved. But the car was totally wrecked. You know that feeling, right? You're happy that you're saved, but phew, that car is gone, man. Total. Total wreck. In Jesus' name, such things won't happen to you. <laughs> We're not going through that kind of stuff. In Jesus' name. Our cars are not going to be wrecked like that. Our lives are not going to be wrecked like that. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But notice that these are the emotions that are involved. Hallelujah. It's important to see that you yourself will be fine. But then there will be loss that you may feel. And uh, there could be embarrassment and all of those kind of emotions there. Glory to God. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So into that comes the fourth chapter which we were reading. And uh, notice here, I'm going to read again what we read earlier. Oof, oof, oof. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Very sobering thoughts. Very interesting thoughts. Hallelujah. Very important. All right, let's jump off to... 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Similar kind of scripture. You're like, why, uh, why are you reading all these kind of things? Well, it's coming. All of this is coming to your screen, your vision very soon, and it's going to be kind of open. So you might as well know it now, isn't it? Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Notice the 10th verse. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. 
That's not the white throne judgment of the book of Revelation chapter 20 where, you know, he heaven and earth and everything is fleeing away from the, the, the wrath. No, this is different. This is a judgment seat where things are examined and then praise is given, correct praise. Hallelujah. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body. If you're reading King James, notice what some things are italicized. That means written in cursive uh, there. And it just means that the author who translated it just thought that's what it means. So they inserted those words there. If you have a Bible that has the italics in it, you will notice everyone may receive the things done is in italics, then in is normal, then notice his again is italicized, and then it says body according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad, whether it be also is italicized, whether good or bad. All right, so meaning here, that um, you may think about it a little bit. Think about it. He says, we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done. Remove that and see how it, how it reads. May receive the things in body, according to that he has done. So it makes sense that there are things done. Right? The context is good. According to the things he has done, whether good or bad. Amen. Now the question here is, is it his body or your body? Well, you're going to do things with your body, but guess what? It is the judgment seat of Christ, and it is his body. It's the judgment for his body. Amen. The church. And you are actually a part of his body, the church. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's about, after you came into Christ, what did you do through his body as the body of Christ? Amen? Very interesting. Notice here also, in, if you look at the very Greek and all of that, where it is written, the things done in, in, that word in is actually through. It's D-I-A or dia, you know, through, which means through. So the things done through his body, Christ's body. So by the vehicle of being in Christ, as the body of Christ, what are the things you did? Were they good or bad? That's what's going to be checked. Of course, you are using your physical body, your mortal body, but he's looking at the things that are done in Christ, uh, as the body of Christ. Amen. Were they shameful things or were they uh, blessed things? Praise God. Hallelujah. I hope that's uh, uh, interesting enough. Uh, we have a few things to read. Let's read uh, and then see. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Let's see if we can uh, first of all read uh, from 1 Corinthians. Uh, all right, let's jump off. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 10 in Canada, first of all. Praise 
Glory to God. And then we come to our familiar verse from last week. Verse 11, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Notice that the word used there is actually terror. And that should make us think a little bit because um, there is so much love and goodness and loving kindness and grace. But then there is that day of judgment where <clears throat> there's going to be certain feelings Oh, and real feelings and fear that are going to be there concerning our works, not concerning ourselves. <laughs> we are saved, thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll all be there in heaven, I believe, in Jesus' name, as a believer. But there will be this apprehension, the same kind of apprehension that you feel in an exam. You're saved, I mean. Praise God. We, you know, sometimes we, we have to write exams as a family. Have you ever written an exam as a family? <laughs> and sometimes you give different answers, even though you're in the same family, right? And at the end of it, when you see the result, you, you're like, okay, yeah, they got better than me. What to do? I lost the mark here, lost the mark there. How does that feel? But you're in the same family. And that's it. End of story. But they got some marks that you didn't get. You understand that, right? Yeah, that's the feeling. So um, there will be some <laughs> acknowledgement <laughs> that mm, I lost that. Yeah, I should have done it like this. I should have, etc., etc. So this is simply preparation for that day. That while you have life, while you have breath, while your heart is still beating, uh, you can make some adjustments and clarify things so that that day will not be so, in quote, embarrassing and hurtful that, you know, uh, it's the same family, but uh, that doesn't feel too good. <laughs> we made it. Hallelujah. We're on streets of gold. Look at the mansions. Look at, look at heaven. Look at those walls. How thick and wide and they are precious stones and gold and names are written in it and wow here we are no more in quote pain in the natural body whoa we made it but all of your life that you live down here will be reduced to certain things and you're given praise for that forever and ever and ever that will surely wake us up so it's better to be woken up now than later. Praise God. While we have the chance, while we have the opportunity to just uh, check properly. Amen? Verse 11. Therefore, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also made manifest in your consciences. So as a man who was instructing them, teaching them, feeding them, he said, I hope that in your conscience you can see that I'm also trying to do it right before you and to you without other motives. Hallelujah. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf 
that you may have somewhat to answer them which glory in appearance and not in heart. Amen. He's saying that we want us to be able to do the right kind of glorying from the heart, pure heart, not just from outside. Amen. The things that are inside must give us chance to say, Woo, glory, glory, glory. I'm proud about that or excited about that. I'm so glad that I did that. The hidden things. Amen, 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 amen. Wow. Praise God. 14 says, For the love of Christ constraineth us. This is the factor that keeps us, uh, constrains us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then all were dead. Can you see it comes back to life and death? Who will die for you? See? Nobody could. Nobody could die in this manner to redeem us. Only he could. Only he was qualified. And we were totally dead as far as God was concerned. And therefore, <clears throat> he died for all. Verse 15. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. See, this may otherwise look like Chumma, you keep saying these things. But now it makes sense. Hallelujah. Which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Hallelujah. Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. This is what we were trying to say, that it was actually his body. You cannot just look at people from the flesh anymore. It's their place in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh before, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation now then we as ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us we pray you in Christ that be reconciled Notice, to God, for he has made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you can see the context is good. It's the uh, same, meaning that it's not just looking at yourself in your natural man, but as the body of Christ. You are here not just functioning as you alone. You are the body. I am the body, I am a part of the body, I am in him. And my works in him are what are going to be checked out. Whether they were done, you know, in shameful manner or in precious and glorious manner. Hallelujah. Praise God. Very interesting thoughts to help us, to jog us, prepare us for that day. Hallelujah. The love of Christ will keep us and constrain us. And so on and so forth. Let's see if we can um, read a thing or two. Let's read 
maybe verse 11 and then verse 14 also in Kannada. Glory to God. So you can see that bottom line in all of this is verse 15. And he died for all. For what? That they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. That's the point, that we are not just living for ourselves. And that's what the earth and the fallen world system has to just live for themselves. Everything is about themselves. Everything is about them, them for, no more, etc. But here we become conscious of the fact that we are now living for him. Who died for us and rose again. Hallelujah. Now it is for him. And so we have to begin to think, is this for him or is it for me? That would be a safe way of looking at things. Is this for him or for me? In other words, the me factor has to be checked properly. What am I getting out of it? Amen. What's in it for me? What about me? All of those thoughts. So if you begin to weigh properly consider all of this clearly you can see that it is for his body, his family basically for him that you are here Amen Glory to God Let's hear verse 15 also in Canada as we Jeez. go ahead Sorry Hallelujah. So there is a, a serious plot going on uh, with our flesh and the world to center us, focus on only ourselves. That's how the world is. And all of that's going to pass away. There's going to be a new heaven, a new earth. That old earth system, world system won't be there anymore. And so the things that we may feel so great about now, eventually we won't feel great about it. It'll be like it has passed away. Hallelujah. We won't go to heaven and say, man, that house that I had, shoo, I wish I could have it again. We'll just look at it and say, Pfft. amen. The other day I was being very mean with these flowers. But I was just trying to illustrate a point. I hope you were not offended. You know, people gave us these things. Hallelujah. So accept my uh, sympathy if you were hurt. But I was just trying to uh, prove something. I was trying to explain something. It's like a visual aid. Amen? And sometimes it happens. One time I threw my shoe and then later on I thought, well, I wonder if anybody was hurt. Especially because that shoe was given to me by somebody. Hallelujah. It's not my shoe really. I'm just using it. Just like that. It's not really mine. I'm just using it. For what are you using it? It's the question. Hallelujah. What are you using all these things for? We must try to use it for him and his glory. Amen. Our life, our breath, 
All of these things are not ours. They're actually his. They belong to him. He paid for us. He owns us. Isn't that interesting? Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, talking about these kind of things, one man who was totally convinced that he was great and he was doing the right thing was the Apostle Paul. He was so concerned about how right he was that everybody realized that if there was one guy who was right, it was Paul. It was, you know, Saul of Tarsus. He thought he was so right. He was busy being uh, who he thought he was supposed to be, right, you know, killing Christians and destroying the church. And uh, he had the, all the authority to do it, and he was very right. He, he felt he was right, blameless, you know, according to the law. He said he was blameless among his priorities, you know, his uh, qualifications. He listed out there in Philippians, the third chapter, that he was blameless according to the strictest, strict, I mean, strict, strictest, <laughs> the strictest sect, the Pharisees. He was blameless according to the law and he was so convinced that he was a great guy doing the right thing until, you know, uh, he met the Lord Jesus. And then everything changed. And from there he came down and he said, Lord, what do you want me to do? That's all that mattered to him. Of course, as you study, you will notice Paul had himself also to deal with. He said, I have not arrived, I am not perfect, but I am moving forward. I am trying to forget the past and press into the things that are in connection with the high calling, the heavenly calling. Amen. See, so though he was not perfect, he was a man like you and I, he was being pushed forward to achieve the things for which he was called. Amen. And so in Acts 20, he says there's something very interesting, verse 24. He says, but none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. Instead of being embarrassed, he wants to finish it with joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord, excuse me, Jesus, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Notice here, he said, I finally looked at it all, and I decided that my life is not so dear to myself. So we come up with this thought. Let's think about this for a minute. What's more important, your life or the will of God? Your life or the will of God for your life? What is more important? See, that's, that's the balance there. He said at some point, he said, I do not count my life. Notice, dear to myself. But I want the will of God to be done with joy. Joyfully. Finish whatever God planned for me. Whatever he has called me to do, let me finish it with joy. To testify the gospel of the grace of of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So there is a point that we must begin to arrive at. We're not there. This is at the end of his uh, work. He's coming to those kind of thoughts. You know that I've done all of these things, yes, and there's one thing that must continue. I 
do not count my life dear to myself. So we have to decide if our life is more important than the will of God for our life. See, there's our life and there's the will of God for our life. Me, my life is very important to me. That's one thing. And then there is another where is it for him? What is important to him? What is the will of God? What is the plan of God? Is it that my life is so precious to me that I put down the will of God or do I put my life down and say my life is not that important, the will of God is more important and then you get to a place where he says my life is not important at all. All that matters is his will. So there are progressive steps that we are taking. And the day is coming really soon where we will be actually weighed out in these things. There will be a weighing of it. Your life was so important to you. My life was so important to me. And then God's will was not that important. The things done in his body, the church, the anointed one and his anointing, they're going to be weighed out you used being in Christ for yourself rather than using being in Christ for Christ. Hallelujah. See, all that we are using as a believer is in Christ. The promises are in Him. All of these things, all the blessings of God are in Him. The new creation in Him, everything in Him, we are using our right as a signatory, joint heir with Christ. We are a joint heir with Christ because we are in Christ. Hallelujah. And we are using them either for ourselves or for him. Are you getting this? So the things done in him as his body will be weighed out. Whether it was actually for us or for him. Are you out there today? There are some interesting thoughts there. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You may say, oh, I don't have anything to do. Well, when it comes to receiving things, you have everything to do, isn't it? When it comes to receiving, you say, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine now. And that's wonderful. And it has to be personal. And it is for you now. Amen. And God wills that. Amen. Let's just see what we can do with this before we run off too far. Uh, Acts 20 verse 24 Hallelujah Look at another similar scripture in Revelation 12 sort of um, a very benchmark scripture for us, very important scripture, talking about <coughs> the kingdom of the Lord, the strength, the power of his Christ, then the accuser of the brethren, accusing brethren day and night, 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. That was one very powerful thing about them they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony yes the third thing was 
they did not love their lives unto the death. In other words, they didn't count their life as so precious compared to being there for him, living for him. They did not embrace it as though, man, my life is important. They said, forget about my life. And that is where the combination of the three comes together and you overcome and overcome and overcome. Because basically the fear of death is the fear of your own life being lost. Hallelujah. And I believe that you can see in this day we live in people's lives are lost so quickly. And that's it. Over. But what remains forever is the will of God. Your life is gone. That's it. People are dying like that. Then what happened? What stays forever and ever and ever into the ages? Wow. Is what you did about the will of God. Hallelujah. And so we need to wake up and pray prayers and believe God that these things become more and more clear to us. Hallelujah. Let's hear 12:11 also in Kannada. Avaru pranada melana pritiyannu toredu kurimariya adatana raktadindalu tamma sakshiya vakyadindalu avanannu jayisidaru. Praise the Lord Jesus. All right. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. God will help us. Amen. I believe it's a bit sober the whole message. But at the same time, it's good for us. Hallelujah. We are the people who have to contend with all of these things down here, living in the world, but we are not of the world. Can you imagine that? We live in the world, we look like everybody else, but we are not of this world. We are born from above. <laughs> Our Father is in heaven. The natural Father here, we have to just do some things properly with them. That's it. But this, this is the Father actually from whom we got our life and breath and all things. That's the family that we actually come from. The natural parenthood may not appreciate your decisions, but we must do the right thing for them also. Praise God, because of Christ, because he told us what to do. Are you getting this? So there's all of this stuff that we have to deal with. <laughs> God help us. We need those prayers, don't we? Hallelujah. Now in 1 Timothy 6, notice verse 16. Who only has immortality. Talking about him, the Lord, the King of eternity. Okay, let's start in 15 also. It's better. Which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potentiate, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who only has immortality, dwelling in light which no man can approach unto. Praise God. Whom no man has seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. This is the person that we are dealing with. This is where we actually come from. This is our family. So there is a part of you that is perfect light, born of his light, where there is no darkness. And that's your spirit man. He's locked in there just as he is right now, today perfect glory you are a container of that glory vessel of that glory that light unapproachable holy light is in your spirit man that's why the holy spirit lives inside there the holy spirit lives inside there because that place is holy and right and glorious and bright and pure 
You are his temple. Temple. That means holy. Hallelujah. Right now. He said, what? Don't you know that you are the temple of God right now? That his spirit dwells in you right now? That you're not your own? You're bought with a price? It's like, don't you understand that? We're, we're praying to understand it some more and walk like that. Hallelujah. That unapproachable light is inside your spirit man right now to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Right inside you, you are carrying all of that awesome, life, glorious, unapproachable light, glory of God. Jesus is the glory of the Father. He's inside you. Amen. Hallelujah. Now notice, charge them that are rich in this world. Comes like that. That they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Hallelujah. Amen. And he continues, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. For what? 19. Laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Don't we have eternal life? Yes. But there is going to be a day when that eternal life will actually be so real you have it that time what you've been laying up will be so sure and so real to you you'll say I'm glad I laid it up I'm glad I made deposits like this I'm glad when you are laying hold of it you'll be glad you'll be so glad you'll kiss the preacher you'll say I'm so glad you preached that message you will hug them for telling you to act on the word of you say I'm so glad you told me that I'm so glad I obeyed it more importantly I'm so glad that I did what you said in the word of God that's not the time you'll be offended at the preacher that's the time you will say Phew, I'm so glad I heard that and I acted on it otherwise I wouldn't have known about it I would have just lived for myself us for no more and that would have been that are you getting this this is the reality that we must be shaken to so that we are not just listening to some man we are looking at what do the scriptures say that is our reality that's the truth that's how we know we are in him notice everything has been done and then given to us to know now you know that I hear you because this is the way I am writing it. This is my will for you. And if you ask according to that, you will know that I've heard you. And you will know that you got the answer. How do I know all that? By what is written. <laughs> it's not anything else. It's not because I feel that he heard me or I feel that he's my father, but because of what's written here, unveiled as his will, when I know that, I know that he hears me. I know that I receive. Do you know that he hears your prayer? Do you know that you can receive from God? Are you sure that if you pray, God hears you? Do you need somebody else to pray for you? Are you sure that you have a connection with the Father who is the true Father better than any natural Father? That if you ask the Father, 
who cares for you lovingly, affectionately, tenderly. You are heard by him and you have what you desire. How do you know that? Because the word said so. That's all. So it is my understanding and revelation in the word of God that makes me know. He has heard me. I have the answer to my prayer. It is real because it is the word. It is his will. Not any feeling. Why should I go back to my feelings to check and see? Because everybody goes by their feelings. And we have a part of ours, us that calls for feelings. How do you feel now? How's your temperature? What did the guy say when he pointed that uh, thermal thermometer or whatever, infra thermometer on your hand? Did he say it was 100 or did he say it was 97? And you're bothered. No, you don't have to be bothered about that. You can be bothered by the word of God. Hallelujah. The word said, I was healed 2,000 years ago. The word said, I was rich. The word said, I have a family and my father owns the universe. And the gold and the silver are his. And the cattle on a thousand hills are his. It is he who said, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It's not any man. It was God who said, give and it shall be given. It's God who said it. Are you sure God said it? Are you sure that you can trust this living God who gives richly all things to enjoy? Or do you think that he doesn't want you to enjoy? See that? That's where the trust is coming. Do you think that he will give you richly all things to enjoy? Or do you think that he doesn't want you to enjoy and he will hold back so that you don't enjoy? So there's a distrust there. There's a question mark. I don't know if he will give me all things richly to enjoy. Huh? Because enjoyment is wrong. Really? Is enjoyment wrong? No. Enjoyment is neutral. <laughs> Just like money is neutral. Money is neutral. There's no bad money and good money. Money is neutral. You don't like money? Give it to me. Or give it to the church. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Money can be used the right way or the wrong way. That's all. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Think about these things. We have uh, to read these things and then we will see. Let's go to verse 17. Or let's start from verse 16 and then go all the way to 19 in Canada. ಈಲೋಕದಲ್ಲಿ Mundina Kalake Ule, Astivara Vaguanta, Ugalanu Tamage, Kudisit to Kola Bakentalu, Nitya Jiva Vanu, Hididu Kuluva Ragira Bakentalu, Avarige Ajna Pisu. 
Praise God. It's the one thing about Sister Kripa, she can do it real quick. And, you know, get that done. And that's good. Hallelujah. See, the whole idea of money being evil and wicked has to be thought about briefly. And so let's go off to the book of Luke and observe there. Luke uh, 16. And observe there here from verse uh, 8. He says, and the, I'm reading from modern King James now. The unjust stewards, Lord, commanded him because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Guess who the children of light are? Woo, you're born out of the light. Your nature is light. Notice, and I say unto you, make friends by the mammon of unrighteousness. Why is it mammon of unrighteousness? Why? Why do you call it mammon of unrighteousness? Because it is usually used for selfish purposes, which are usually evil. Make friends by using the mammon of unrighteousness for yourselves. See, the, the servant that he's talking about here was thinking about himself. Praise God, but he was thinking about himself in himself in a manner that if I lose this job, I must have some security. Because <laughs> he's going to lose the job soon. You see, he's going to be kicked out of the employment soon. So he had not been saving. Notice, he was not saving for himself before that. The guy was just living like that, stealing the money and just using it anyhow. And then suddenly they told him, you're going to be kicked out. You know that? He was like, whoa. I have nothing. I have no savings. So he quickly began to make savings with people who will now receive him favorably when he's out of his job. Can you see that? How did he do that? He thought about the future. He thought about making friends who will now support him, in quote, who will welcome him, who will say, you can stay with us because you did some good for me. <laughs> See, that's savings. He's beginning to save properly now. All this time he was just thinking about himself. That was not a saving. Now he's thinking of himself using another way of thinking. You are thinking about yourself forever and ever what's going to happen to me eternally when you start making this kind of deposit and saving are you getting it hallelujah he said i say unto you make friends by the mammon of unrighteousness for yourselves so that when you fail or you're out of this place they may receive you into everlasting dwellings notice key the word there everlasting everlasting dwellings he that is faithful in the least is also faithful in much. He who is unjust in the least is also unjust in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon or cash, who will entrust with true riches? Or who will entrust the true riches to you? If you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who shall give to you that which is your own? See, there's coming a time where your own is going to be there and you will be decorated and praised for your own. But right now, it's not yours. The gold is his. The silver is his. The cattle on a thousand uh, hills is his. The whole thing is his. 
We are his. Everything is his. And so we have to separate and think properly. This is his actually. This is his will. I need to do it right. And then I will get what is mine. Amen. Then I will get forever and praised and gloriously lifted up forever because of the savings that I made there in him, in his will, in his plan. Praise God. Can you see that? Hallelujah. Can we hear this also? Maybe. Glory to God. Luke 6, 16 rather. Uh, verse 8 to 10. Yavanu Swalpavada Darali Nambigastan Agiruvano Avanu Bahalavada Daraliu Nambigastan Agidane Yavanu Swalpavada Darali Anyayagaran Agiruvano Avanu Bahalavada Daraliu Anyayagaran Agidane Hallelujah So basically it's, it's not really uh, that God doesn't want you to enjoy or that God cannot give you richly That's not the problem The problem is Is it for you alone? Or is it for the family? Is it for making the family actually the family? Is it for bringing people into the family? Is it for being a blessing on the earth? You don't have to have the biggest and the best house in the whole place. Just have a nice house and make sure that others are getting houses through you. Are you out there today? Are you getting this? God will give you richly all things to enjoy. That's what he said. He said, God who giveth richly all things to enjoy. It's about the trust. Are you trusting in him or are you trusting in that money which seems to tell people that if you have money, you have everything. You don't really need to trust God so much. But here he's saying, I want you to trust me so much because I'm the one who gives you richly all things to enjoy. Don't trust in uncertain riches. But in the living God, our Father, who cares better than any natural father, who will give us richly all things to enjoy. That they be rich in good works. Why? So that you will be glad in that day that you were able to save up in eternity by making friends in quotes through the word and the giving you were able to win people to Christ be a blessing on the earth that's what is going to matter in all eternity what's that called bringing the family in blessing the family making the family excited enjoying God that's what's going to be paramount and principal in that time are you getting this? Have we read enough? I think we have read enough for today. Uh, let's just worship him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You are Lord. You have risen from the dead. You paid for us. You gave your life for us. And one of these days, even really soon, you're coming again. 
and we are getting prepared to meet you face to face. And Lord, these verses and this word is so important to us today to check our lives and estimate ourselves and judge ourselves and not put a hindrance and stumbling block in the way of our brother, but to pray for our brothers that they may also stand complete in all the will of God. Hallelujah. We worship you. We thank you that we are in the body. We are in Christ. Hallelujah. And we will do the right thing in Christ. Ha, ha, ha. Glory, 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 glory. If you said we're healed, then we're healed. If you said we're blessed, then we're blessed. If you said we're new creatures, we're new creatures. If you said all things are passed away, all things are passed away. Hallelujah. We want to press into the plan and purpose of God before we meet you face to face. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Ha, 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 ha. Glory to God. To serve you with gladness. To serve you with gladness. Every day. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo! Another day to serve the living God. Another day to prove the word. Ha, ha, ha. Woo! Glory, 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 glory. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We declare our bodies are obeying the word of God. Our bodies are receiving right now. Body, you are healed. Body, you are blessed. Mind, you are free. Ha, 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 ha. It's yours now. Angels are working. Angels are working. They are surrounding you right now. They are keeping you from all evil. Young lions may lack and suffer hunger, but they that trust in the Lord shall lack no good thing. No good thing, no good thing, no good thing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you. That's the truth, Lord. We accept it. We receive it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you'd like to give, it's a great opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Thank you, team. Thank you so much. You're blessed.